Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Grody time, and that means it's time for Mark Grody with Mully and Haw. Bears. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. He is a beloved figure around here. He is Mark Grody, and uh, and he joins us now, as all guests do, on the uh, Circa Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Mark, how are you, bud? I am doing well. How are you guys on a Monday morning? We're okay. Brody. Yeah, we're struggling yeah. through some of the stories. We're being accused of being grumpy today, but we're doing yeah, all right. We're yeah, we're grumpy. Yeah, yeah. I think there there is reason to be grumpy about some of the headlines, that's for sure. That's I the problem. It. It's yes. not all the headlines, but it's some of them, and, uh, and it bothers some. But let me ask you, what did you learn from the Combine just in terms of the Bears' plans? We know that the Combine began with – the incredible story with Jalen Carter and his status, and then he came back to the Combine. Did he sit down with the Bears? Have the Bears reached a conclusion about, uh, well, first of all, Jalen Carter, darts or putt-putt? <laughs> I'd go putt-putt. It just, it, I would think that he needs to do something that is completely innocent and innocuous at this point. Nothing with sharp edges. You know, j- just play it cool. So I'm going to go putt-putt for him. I would say, guys, I, I would bet, yeah, I would say that he did. I, I would, wouldn't, as long as he was available and he was meeting with teams, there's no reason the Bears should not have met with him. I mean, even if they have in their heads ruled him out as a possibility if the Bears were to keep the first pick in the draft or if they have a top five pick, I think that you still have to do your due diligence. You get to have, you get to spend time with the guy and find out what his side of the story was. And if it doesn't check out, if it confirms what they were already thinking, then they say, yeah, maybe we'll see you down the road uh, in the first round if we're lucky in some capacity. But yeah, I think you, I don't, there's nothing wrong with meeting with the guy, finding out what's up, but I still will stay strong with that he's, he's not going to the Bears. I mean, I just, I don't think that, that the Bears can afford to take that kind of a chance on a guy who I think is obviously really good, but he's not one of these generational projected talents. I mean, he looks like he's, he could end up being great. Who knows? But it's not this irresistible, once-in-a-lifetime generational talent that we're talking about here. I think he could be a great NFL player, Grody. I think Jalen Carter does have a lot of the traits that you're looking for, and and I would I would say that there are – suggestions that he could be a perennial Pro Bowl player. 
But I also agree with you that it seems to me like it would be inconsistent with the Bears' rhetoric to have a result being they're going to draft him with their first pick if he's if they're in the top five still. Uh, I, I'm curious what you you know you you know everything about Ryan Poles and the way that he approaches things. It is only a second draft, but we know the organization. Do you think other organizations share that kind of reluctance, or have you heard? when you were down there, that there were teams that were like, well, you know what, this could be something legally that's going to go away and we'll be able to make the pick that we want and he's going to be a great player for us. I would say, Haw, there was not one person that I I talked to of influence there that said that, oh, yeah, everything's going to be cool, this will go away. Everybody said that, oh, yeah, this is going to cause him to drop. Now, that's in the heat of the moment. That is within the weekend. When I'm in, when I'm there in Indianapolis and having a chance to talk to all of these people, they're all shaking. And some on record. I mean, most of the couple on record. I mean, I, I, you know, talking to some people from the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, saying it's straight up. Look, this it's probably going to drop out of the top five. So I don't think there's any way that he is going to survive in terms of the the really elite picks but he's going to get picked i mean he's going to get picked somewhere in the first round still i i believe this i don't think there's going to be something where you know they're going to be zeroing in on him on draft day and it's going to be the third round and he'd be like oh well, he still hasn't been drafted there there's jalen carter sweating over there so you know for better or for worse i do think he's still going to go in the in the first round yeah um i'm, I'm curious when you watch the quarterbacks in particular we talked about this idea going in that there would be people that would there would be players who would either emerge because of their workouts or rise because teams need them is there any clarity uh yet on who is the best quarterback i i keep hearing from people that cj stroud is moving up the board and could be the first pick in the draft C.J. Stroud, Molly, had a really good weekend. He had a good weekend uh, during his interview with us, the media at large. C.J. Stroud ended up having a, a good workout. I don't think that he surpasses Bryce Young, though, just based on the workout. Uh, even though, even though Bryce Young, you could say, did not have a, a great week. I mean, he, he was great at the podium, but he's a little shorter than you know than he is listed at six feet tall. Not doing all of the workouts, so C.J. Stroud was kind of like the the, the 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 good student during this entire weekend. And maybe for a weekend, he passes up Bryce Young, but I think that that will quickly go back. It'll quickly flip flop. The guy that who was you know, really impressive as well again, at the podium and his workouts, was the Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. And we all know that, that this is the guy with the the potential blow you out of the water. He's the guy that when Ryan Poles talks about, you know, somebody's got to blow me away if we're going to move on from Justin Fields, that's the type of guy. Now, I'm not saying that the the Bears in any way are enamored with Anthony Richardson, but who knows? He might be. He's the guy that had the, the capable measurables to make a GM or a a scout fall in love with him and, you know, during this weekend and during his actual workout as well. And then it's, it really feels like Will Levis is, you know, starting to you know push farther and farther down. And, and Richardson, I think, has passed him up at least for this weekend. So, Mark, as we consider the Bears' options and how low they might go and trade down to and the Panthers at nine is still a possibility, I found myself wondering, as we heard from Peter Skronsky, 
the Northwestern left tackle, who yeah. whose arms measured 32 and a quarter inches, which is considered short for an offensive tackle. And I think there was a lot of conversation about his short arms. But I still wonder what you have heard about him, what kind of impression he left, because it seems as if despite something he cannot change about his arm length, he had a very good week. Yeah, he did have a very good week. And, you know, he, he's been playing left tackle at Northwestern since he was a freshman. He is a technician out there as well. And, you know, that that wasn't a huge concern at the Big Ten level. And I understand that this is a different animal with Skaronsky entering the NFL. But it, it, it is mixed, David, I will tell you that. Like from people that I talk to there, some are like it's, it's it's ridiculous when they start talking about this is a this is a legit starter at the left tackle spot, and then there is the other camp that definitely said that doesn't even mess around say yeah that is a straight up concern and that he might be better off as a guard. I personally think that he will be a left tackle in the NFL, uh, just because it just feels like the people who talked about him being a left tackle were more committed to it than those who were like, ah, not really sure. It's just a little bit of a wondering. But, you know, there, there's a couple of really good tackles in this draft, and Skaronsky and, you know, P, uh, Paris Johnston Jr. of Ohio State talked as well, you know, great size and athleticism. So there's a few guys that they could pick from, but I, I do find Skaronsky to be one of the most intriguing prospects in the draft in terms of where he will go. You know, and I hate to say stuff like this, but apparently his arm length wasn't long enough that if you look at the measurements, I don't believe there's a left tackle in the league that had uh, has an arm length as short as his is. I think it was like 32 32 inches. and a quarter. Yeah. Haw, yeah. oh, always checking out those arm lengths. Always got them right there. Wow. <laughs> You're going to pin that on me, Grody? Every scout in the National Football League has that on, on memory. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but, I know. But it was Haw. <laughs> well, I brought it small? up, sadly. Uh, the problem is that that's going to be an issue for yeah. him. That's all. I just like the idea of uh, thinking of Hall walking around the house memorizing the the, the arm length and saying, honey, quiz me, 32 and a quarter. Stop 34 it. and a quarter. Stop. <laughs> okay. You're right Listen, there with okay. it. I love it. Yeah. Back on track here. Let's yes, keep sir. this train yes, going. Yes, sir. If, if Peter King in F Football Morning in America online, he had a conversation with Ryan Poles. And I've got to tell you, Ryan Poles was much more forthcoming with Peter King than he was at the podium. He talked about having three teams that he discussed trade with already. He's talked about what he wants in terms of future uh, first-round pick in 24 and 25 if he trades down. And he committed more, I guess, aggressively – to Justin Fields than he ever did at the podium. Mark, did you see that story? And what did you agree that, you know, he's a lot more forthcoming. Maybe he didn't feel like he was convincing enough. Mm, mm -hmm. And then he wanted to double down on some of the things that he believed in. Well, yeah, I, I, I did read it. And I think he is forcing the issue. And I believe that we've kind of seen that, like, he, he came and he talked to us. He was pretty transparent with a few things when he spoke to us. But it got real quiet in terms of the trade talks and what Indianapolis, when, you know, Ballard gets up there and he's like, oh, we don't need to trade up. And I think that Ryan Poles wanted to make sure that there was enough noise out there and enough, like, coming from him to say, yeah, 
we're wide open and don't forget it. And if you didn't know it, I just want to confirm it. So I do think that he is forcing the issue. I do think it's the right thing to do. I don't know that it was necessarily a slap to the to the local media. I just think it was, you know what, I might need to kick it up a notch here to get this thing swirling a little bit more. And it's not just for the weekend. You know, this, this continues right now. You know, we are close to March 15th. And one of the things that polls did tell us is that he is wide open to the idea of getting this, tra- if they are to trade the pick, getting it done before free agency. And it sounds like that's something that he is desirous of doing. Why? So they know what they have to get in free agency, that it gives a little bit of a better idea to clear some things up going into it and knowing what they want to get and what they can actually nail down right now. Doesn't that make sense, Molly, or no? No, I, I, I mean, I wonder why. I, I mean, I'm just saying, does that mean that it's in- inclusive of, like, a player that would help you right away? Is that you want to trade down and get a guy in here? And, you know, I hate the idea of mixing markets. Are, are you saying that – He'll get three picks out of this thing, and he knows that he's going to be able to add more than what's limited. He knows the number of guys he needs to sign on the free agent. I'm just, I'm very curious what it means. I think it helps for, you know, ideally, it helps for their board. That yes, if if they are to multiply in the first round, obviously that's that's what they would be doing. And if they have two picks in the first round then it, it makes it easier. It won't become clear to us, obviously, but in their minds, they'll have a better idea of, okay, we're definitely going to target an offensive lineman with that pick, so we don't need to think about signing an offensive lineman with, with the big bucks. If we think we could get this guy there or a wide receiver or whatever position it ends up being, obviously defensive end or an interior defensive lineman, if they can think in their heads this is what we're going to do with pick number nine or ten then they don't have to go crazy trying to get their three technique which they did last year in free agency with Larry Ogunjobi and we know how that worked out we always talk about the influence that the Chiefs experience had on Ryan Poles the decision maker and I'm curious if this has come up at all because you seem pretty sure about well Jalen Carter and the Bears are going to stay away from him and there's some character concerns that raise red flags and I, I think we all understand and kind of even agree with the fact that he's a hard guy to trust moving forward but the Chiefs going back I mean they took a huge risk on Tyreek Hill and it paid off in a big way and I just wonder if any of the past experiences that he'll point to if he does if they do go down this road are factored in and and if we should not be so quick to think that you know the Bears as much as they espouse character and these things in the first year under a new regime wouldn't be able to justify or willing to go in that direction because of Poles' past in Kansas City. Yeah, precedent is it's a great point, David. And you know, we could even use a tiny little precedent from Ryan Poles last year with the Byron Pringle stuff and obviously he signed him and then the the reckless driving his own little version of reckless driving with the donuts and he kind of just let it let it get past and Byron Pringle was on the team the rest of the year it's such a it's a much smaller example than talking about Jalen Carter but here's the thing with with Carter and my whole point with it is is that he might be the best player in this draft and he like you said David he might end up being a great pro 
But I just think that when you're Ryan Poles specifically, forget the rest of the NFL, when you're Ryan Poles and you're in this offseason with all these resources, which you're not going to have going forward, I don't think you could afford to screw it up and take – they're not in position to take that big of a risk. You know, if it is a top-five pick and Jalen Carter is available, does Ryan Poles in his second year in the NFL – and with, with all of the riches that he has, does he really want to take a chance on a guy with a slightly sketchy record to, to start his tenure? And I don't think that would be a very wise idea. That's the way I look at it. There, there are so many different um, statistics, numbers, so many different things that come out of the combine. Have you figured out which ones matter? I, the 40 <laughs> matters, right? Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying we talked about the long jump. In terms of a quarterback, I'm not sure it matters. It's great that he can do a long jump, the best long jump ever, long jump ever in the history of the combine. But I don't know what that tells you about a guy other than he's an extraordinary athlete. I don't know how you use the long jump at quarterback. But here's one for you: the yeah, the yeah. Georgia tight end Darnell Washington. This guy, he had a short shuttle time of. Um, 4.08, which is the fastest by a player uh, of at least 260 pounds since, I think it's like eight or 10 years or something. And he is 6'7, 264. That, the short shuttle is to determine quickness, ability to get off the line, that sort of thing, right? Just general athletic mm-hmm. quickness. You still, have yeah. to, you still have to manhandle a guy coming out of the line and all. I mean, you got, but for a tight end, that's like freakish ability. That, I'm just saying that number would like be what I, he did. Yeah. What it's just it, crazy. It, yeah, so I mean, some of these numbers when you're in the in the moment, a guy can become irresistible. You know what I mean? Like you, you like you get brainwashed. Like like you forget that. Okay, well he may not be great at catching the football or whatever the case may be. But when they do something extraordinary, I think these scouts and GMs guys. They look at these players and say, you know what? I can make something out of that. That that might be a project, but that's an athlete right there. Um, I think it was you guys. Wasn't it you guys that was talking about John Theory recently? Yeah. If yeah, I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, 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 like John Theory had the measurables. Uh, good old jump out of the pool, Jerron Gilbert. How about that? Did some, did some incredible jump things back the in the pool. day. Good memory. Remember, remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I mean – some of these guys do like I mean these are athletes right and they athletes do extraordinary things and that's why they've gotten to where they are and we just have to be careful not to completely be seduced by it and let's face it when it comes down to really evaluating measurables it comes down to the best dart score <laughs> the best start score the dart oh the dart score oh yeah. yes yes of course I'm sorry or putt, yeah. putt. You know, yes, one of those two, yes. Grody, what, you know what, that. What, what would you prefer, Hall? Are you a dart? Wait, hold on a second. I'm going to guess here on both of you guys, dart guy or golf guy. I'm going to say I'm going to say Molly's more of a dart guy because I could see Molly. That's, that's, a, right? mulligan, that's a mulligan oh, joke, isn't it? Because when I putt-putt, I have to make sure that is the perfect drive or I keep going. Oh, oh yes. It's yes. My ancestors were the first to cheat at golf. I prefer ping-pong Grody. <laughs> ping pong is excellent yeah, yes is. can i yeah. tell you a story I, and i know we, yeah. we don't have much time and we'll get going here mark oh no it's okay we got all the time go but ahead i go ahead, I, yeah. I was in uh i was in arizona at the nfl owners meeting on the day that terrell suggs had his college workout so i went to it 
And, you know, it was cool. You went out. You kind of hung out. He was doing this, this whole workout thing. The Bears were – they needed a pass rusher, and they were looking at him. And he had – he – he had like these drills and his 40 time wasn't good enough for him. So he did it again. And then he tried for a third time. And then they were doing the short shuttle. He basically wilted in the sun. I mean, I was sweating and getting exhausted watching him. He literally went down at one point because he started cramping up in the sun, had a terrible workout and Terrell Suggs, the bears passed on him. And that guy ended up being probably the greatest pass rusher in Ravens history. I mean, just an unbelievable career. But I think you can get caught up in these numbers and why guys go awry. Or, you know, you can get you can convince yourself that these numbers mean more than they it's do. It's the lesson of the week. Put on the tape. It's the biggest takeaway, Grody. Don't fall in love with the numbers. Put on the tape. Don't fall. No, I completely agree. Can they play the game? And I think... Believe it or not, I think that GMs have probably gotten better at it through the years because they see the busts and they see the guys. That yeah, there's something to be said for guys who have ridiculous speed, and that helps. But make sure that you could actually do the skill position that you are assigned to do first. It's a good lesson, Brody. <laughs> yeah, yes. You should address it Thursday night on the clock, six to seven, right here on the score. Oh yes, yes, on the clock. Yeah, we've got. Uh, I've been told. I've been told that among the guests on on the clock Thursday. Uh, Sean Salisbury, who who talks uh, Houston Texans, will be joining us, and we'll also have a guest from Indianapolis as well, Bob Kraft. So uh, we're we're already loading it up for on the clock. Bob Kravitz Thursday. or Bob yes. Kraft? Bob Kravitz, uh, yes. Kravitz, okay. yeah. yeah. Kravitz. That, that I did a hybrid there. Have I did a hybrid. Been, for have it, you yeah. been exchanging texts with uh, with Sean? Uh, never mind. No. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Brody. <laughs> Not texts, just, just just photos, Molly. Take oh, care, guys. Oh boy. Bye. See you, Mark. Bye. Uh, it's Bears. Mark Brody. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.